G'day and welcome back. This is a podcast produced and edited by Humans of Agriculture, helping get you in the know while you're on the go. We want to take the topics that matter across Aussie agribusiness tell it to you in a way that you can bloody well understand it. This episode was recorded between the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation and the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Welcome back to In The Know On The Go. This week, I am joined by, I'm going to call him my resident weatherman, Carl Linders from Weather Matters. Carl, good morning. <laughs> Ollie, hello to you. Now, mate, you're my go-to if I'm heading away somewhere for the weekend. I flick you a little text. So I thought, why yes. not share this with the rest of the world? That's right. And, and you know what? We need to share it far and wide because people do need to flick me a text, but only if they subscribe, like you do. <laughs> Whereabouts in the world are you at the moment, Carlos? I am... Based in Victoria at the moment, I am in the rain bomb zone. The media is saying rain bomb. I'm in the rain bomb area. It's uh, absolutely pouring outside. And you know what? It's been pretty well predicted well ahead of time, Ollie. We've seen a pretty wet couple of years, and I think we're all just a bit sick of it, quite frankly. And you think three years ago, we couldn't buy a drop of rain, and here we are saying, make it stop. Anyway. I know. Our third La Nina is back. And I tell you, there's lots of people wishing that she'd bugger off for a little bit. Anyway, um, tell me what's happening, because... I've got mates kind of all through Victoria, Southern New South Wales. I keep seeing on social media just the screen grabs of that weather system that's coming in. So what's happening across Southern Australia? Well, we're just seeing the convergence of all the ingredients for severe weather, Ollie. We've got a lot of moisture coming out down from the Indian Ocean Dipole. We don't talk about that as much as the sexy La Nina tour, but the Indian Ocean Dipole is currently in negative phase, and that's what's driving the heavy rain at the moment across the country, particularly the south and the inland areas of South Australia. So that's what's happening at the moment, this being uh, later on Thursday into Friday. We're seeing the major convergence of all that weather. It starts to then move through New South Wales into Friday morning into the weekend of around the 15th to 16th. So we're seeing that all clearing out. But Ollie, we are starting to see the impacts of that La Nina developing in the Pacific Ocean, and that's pushing all the warmer waters back towards Queensland and over the Northern Tropics. So we've seen in recent times the uh, early onset rainfall for Northern Australia, which is not good news if you're wanting dry weather in the south and the east. In terms of just the severity, I think we're seeing it over the news, but from your expertise, how much rain, what can we expect to see through those areas over the next week or two? So in the next week, we've got another major low pressure system, fairly similar to the one that's going through right now, coming through South Australia, again, colder air wrapping into the warm moist air. The basic science is low pressure forms, and we're seeing it move slowly east into the southeastern and eastern parts of the country. So from about mid-Wednesday, looking at Wednesday, probably around the 18th, 19th, 20th in South Australia for heavy rain to return through the outback, maybe some of the agricultural areas there in South Australia, bypasses a lot of WA at this stage, but looking at the charts, I've had a look at some of the feeds this morning, looking at about 100 to maybe 200 millimetres of rain in the coming fortnight for parts of inland Queensland, pockets of New South Wales, and again, northern and northeastern Victoria, which would send the flooding into probably once in a generation flood if that was to verify. So some of the data sets coming out are very concerning and eclipse what's going on uh, over the southeast of the country late on the 13th and 14th of October. In terms of doing a quick little lap of the country, what's happening over the next couple of months, basically the lead into Christmas? Uh, yeah. This week I was hearing talk of, or as you said, rain coming to the north early, uh, chance of cyclone seasons. What's happening up through northern Australia? 
Yes, all those warmer waters north of Australia are the breeding ground, obviously, for when cyclones get going. Look, the early onset rainfall is a signal that we probably will see early uh, season tropical mischief, I call it. Now, that is in the form of uh, low pressure that forms and they sort of waft around. Those early season systems, those low pressure systems, can form into cyclones, but they're usually what we call junk systems. They're not usually big wind producers, they're big rain producers. So we'll likely see them developing from, I would think, in the middle of November, and, uh, and ramp up as we get towards Christmas. Now, just remember, uh, back in 1974, Cyclone Tracy was obviously Christmas Eve of 1974, mid-December. But before then, there were two systems that formed in that, in that year, that calendar year. And a lot of my long-time weather fanatics and weather experts and meteorologists who've been in the game for 50-plus years, a lot longer than I have, have said that this sort of mirrors the mid-70s type weather. So I wouldn't be surprised if we do see some stronger cyclone activity with an early monsoon over northern Australia uh, as we get in towards probably mid-December, and that is probably about two to three weeks earlier than normal. So for northern Australia, we need to be on alert, particularly those livestock areas and pastoral areas, and a lot of our farmers are already getting the mangoes off quite early this season as well because of the wet. So it is looking much wetter up through northern Australia, but the cycling, the severe weather season, yeah, it's running about three, four weeks ahead of schedule. And if we follow the harvest trail down, so we've mm-hmm. leave the tropics behind, we come down, people, harvest is kicking off slightly later. It's taking a bit to warm up this year. It is. What is the harvest looking like? Are people actually going to get machines on paddocks this year to get that well-deserved crop off? Well, let's, let's start out in the southwest because we sort of are avoiding the southwest and not because we are avoiding WA, but because the weather's fairly boring down there at the moment and they've sort of avoided all the severe weather. But we have got some late season frost issues down in the far southwest land division at the moment. Uh, on the backside of these low pressure systems that ride up through South Australia, it pulls up this very cold air. So for the southwest of the country, the coming two, probably three weeks, we are looking at the potential for some further light frosts and below average temperatures. The heat engine, as you say, really struggling to get going this year and that's sort of hampering uh, the efforts of growth through much of our cropping country at the moment but through South Australia points down the Stuart High down into South Australia we go um, looking relatively better than the east but there is still those wet uh, periods coming up particularly next week and the week after for South Australia and some areas will probably struggle in the north northern agricultural areas of the Eyre Peninsula through the mid-north and Flinders after what has been a dry winter. They've got the opposite effect now, paddocks being quite boggy. And so I do think we'll have areas of rain hampering those efforts in the southeast, Victoria. New South Wales, southern central Queensland, it is a dog's breakfast. We know that. The, rain, the ground is just not going to dry out. We are still yet to peak with our wet phase in the east. So we've probably got about six to eight weeks of uh, intense rainfall to come. And so unfortunately... I know I've sent a lot of, I've got a farmer, uh, farmer Mick out of Tamora who sent me a great photo of um, the wheat crops hanging on for dear life out there in parts of southern New South Wales, a great example. But some of the barley crops are really struggling out there at the moment. And, you know, there's been flood warnings being issued along some parts of the rivers near Forbes. And those, those areas and the Lachlan River uh, certainly lost their crops last year downstream. So we've got those issues again this year. So for our friends in the east, our farmers in the east, yeah, not looking good. Further west you go, the better you'll be. And so the question on everyone's lips, mine especially, when can we start to see this weather system start to ease? Are we going to be able to get crops off? And then is the beach holiday going to allow farmers to have a week off? Oh, please. I hope so. I think I need a week off too. We need high pressure for three weeks. Uh, Look, I'd say, Holly, I I think it's going to be struggle streak to get those crops off. I mean, you can have all the headers ready to go, but it's just a matter of can we get by three, four, five days of really warm, dry weather? I just don't think so. It will be a late harvest. I think you'll be able to get stuff off, but it's just going to be a, a slog, a big, dirty bog out there. So unfortunately, 
yeah, what, what you get off is probably a miracle. Um, there will be some farmers that do pretty well, but I would be erring on the side of uh, not getting a great deal off this this uh, this harvest season for the east and the southeast. For South Australia, it's a different story. The further west you go, the Air Peninsula and parts of the northern Air Peninsula through the, through the remainder of the uh, mid-north and probably down through the upper and lower southeast districts, away from the Murray River, which will be a major flood by the time we get to harvest in South Australia. Those areas should do okay. And WA, if we can be frost-free, should do just fine, but watch those storms as we get the heat troughs building. But at this stage, we are looking at uh, the east really struggling. But, you know, it will come to an end. And you know, we ask that question about when the rain's going to end. I do think we'll probably see the rain easing in the early part of 2023. Now, there is some conjecture out there about the length and severity of the La Nina. We are in a predictability barrier still. It is waning, that predictability barrier. We get a better sense later this month. I've got the latest data sets coming through from the international agencies in about two weeks. I'll have an update on my website. But at this stage, we are looking at that La Nina, probably not as strong as last year, but it's a moot point because all the waters are warm from the last, uh, the last London. It hasn't really gone away. So when is it going to end? I'd say March, mate, I think at this stage. You know, fingers crossed, Carlin, in the nicest possible way, there's aspects of what you're saying that I hope you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I'm wrong too. I really do. But we have to deal with the facts. And what you see, you've got to, you've got to, you've got to say what you see, Ollie. And as you're seeing all your images, the, the news feeds, what the farmers are telling me, what they're telling you. You got to, You just got to go with it. I mean, you can't put your head in the in the floodwaters or the sand. You can't find the sand, but you can't put your head in the floodwater. We've got to deal with what we've got. It will come to an end. I do think we're on the downward slide towards a dry phase. We're just going to get through the next probably three, maybe four months at this stage. And so, off the back of that, if we start to look longer term, I'm not sure how far out you can start <laughs> to predict on that crystal ball. But are we? What's 2023 shaping up like? Should it be an easier year? It should be an easy year. There'll be a lot of water still on the ground as we go through autumn. I do think we'll dry out. I think we'll have a much more settled year. Uh, the climate drivers at this stage are returning to neutral uh, conditions in both the Indian Ocean as well as the Pacific at this stage. So at this time, you know, the longer term climate signals, and they are just signals, uh, are suggesting more settled conditions and much more seasonal period of weather. But that won't last long. I do think we'll probably end up going into a probably a week La Nina next summer. Um, and sorry, that's an El Nino, not La Nina. It's on my mind. A week El Nino. God, don't say La Nina, Carl. Uh, El Nino. So we should start to dry out at this stage as we go through um, probably summer 23, 24. And that should be where we start to see the fuel loads increasing across, you know, bushfire risks. And we start talking about potential drought. I don't like to sort of say drought in 2024. It's not like that. I think we'll see a, a drying and warming trend as we go through the back half of 2023. Freddie Carlos, mate, thank you very much for the latest. No worries, mate. Well, we hope that helped you understand a little bit of what's happening, what's to come and what the weather might look like. If you want to find out more from Carl, head to Weather Matters by Carl Linders. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate and review it and also just share it with a friend because we want to take the topics that and the latest that's happening across Aussie agribusiness and give it to you in a way that you can bloody well understand. Look after yourselves and we will chat to you soon. See ya.